Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody tonight? Yeah, welcome to Married Life. Today is February 1st. Welcome to February. Um, if you joined us from date night, get, tell everybody with a hoo-hoo how wonderful it was. Our winter, yes. We hope to see everybody there next year, but we'd have to make the room bigger. So it was fantastic. But um, if you don't know us, if it's your first time, raise your hand. If you're, it's your first time here. Oh, well, welcome. There's quite a few. I see my parents over here. <laughs> we had them over for dinner for my daughter's birthday a couple weeks ago, and we were like, you know, mom and dad, you know, you never want to force your family to come to church with you, <clears throat> especially your parents. But we were like, we've never seen you at uh, married life. You know, we, we lead that. Wonder what you're ever doing on a Wednesday. And they thought that you still had to be 40 years old and younger. So, poof, here they are. So, Ted and It's Teresa. that easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, who else was new? And what are your names? Right here. Mark and Tammy, welcome. How many years have you been married? Five and a half. Wonderful. Welcome. Pastor Dan and his wife, Jen, it's your first time here. How many years have you been married? 20, 20. years. Amen. And I saw more first-time visitors. Yes, right here, Manuel and your beautiful wife. How many years? Gladys. 36 years. Amen. Was there anyone else here for their first time? Oh, Tim. And your wife, what is your beautiful bride's name for everybody? Shelly, and how many years have you been married? Oh, praise God for all the wisdom in the room tonight. Well, we are so honored to be here with you. Um, if, it, if you've never been here before, our heart is to make a place of intentionality where once a month, at least for right now, we are saying we want to put our marriage first. We want to set a night aside and not just grow, but change from the inside out. Give God another portion of our life, another portion of our home, another portion of our heart where we can hear from the Holy Spirit through amazing man, men and women that come to share through their testimony what they've learned in marriage. And we're so thankful that you've set a night aside, maybe gotten a babysitter, maybe you're past that season, but to say, I want to put my wife or my husband as priority and I want our marriage to be founded on God's word. So that's why we're here. That's why married life exists, is to have a room full of brothers and sisters in Christ that want our marriages to represent him and to look like Jesus and the church. So on that note, I get really excited about marriage. I like marriage a lot. I like my husband a lot. <laughs> um, if you don't know us, we've been married for 13 years. We met here, right about where Orion, and like we met in the 180. We met when we were serving our junior high ministry in this room. And so our heart is very dear and committed to this room. But Tim, 
Do you want to share what we're going to do next? So we're going to go into a little bit of time of connect, and we're going to do two things during this time. What I want to do is take a few minutes, and I want you at your table to introduce yourself. I think uh, some of you know each other, but there's probably a few people that you don't know as well. But go ahead and uh, get to know names of the people around your table. Maybe say how long you've been married, and then maybe say what uh, what your... <laughs> I'm going to change that one in my head. Okay. I Let's know do what this. that means. <laughs> <laughs> it is married we life, but we're going we're gonna, to... Okay. <laughs> I want you to say what the most interesting date experience that you've had as a couple is. So that could be anything. It's up to you to pick, but just an interesting date experience that you've had as a couple... I will say you can pick any of your interesting date experiences, but just, uh, and then, and then I've got a quick game we're going to play when I come back up here, but just take a few minutes. I'm going to give like five minutes and we'll, uh, we'll be back up. Father, we just thank you that you are great. Father, in the midst of any situation we find ourselves, you are great. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. And the fact that at any moment, Jesus, we can come to you. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to speak in us and to us today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the plans that you have for our marriage, that you plan for our marriage to be a representation of what heaven is like. So we speak life into our marriages and into our families. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Go ahead and grab a seat. Well, uh, we have a special guest speaker coming. We had to make kind of a last minute change because of some scheduling stuff. But actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like this couple that's about to share, I so badly wanted to get them in, but we didn't have the space in our calendar this year. And then the space opened up, and by chance, I happened to just think, I've got to reach out to them. And they said yes, and I li- literally, I about dropped the phone. You know what I mean? Like one of those, like, oh my goodness, they said yes. So I'm not going to take up too much time. I'll let them introduce themselves, but can you guys all give a huge hand for Pastor Paul and Colleen Rosinski? Thank you. Hello, hello. All right. Of course, they haven't heard us teach yet. Oh, they're yeah. in for a treat. Hi, guys. Thank you. We're out of here. Right. <laughs> I love all these faces. This is yes, exciting. It is. Well, we're Paul and Colleen. We've, this month, married 39 years. 39 years. <laughs> and it is awesome. It, it is, is awesome. so hilarious. We are kind of like a unique couple, I think. One, this is hilarious. We don't teach together. We never teach together. She is so line upon line, I can't stand it. And this is, a, this is suggestions and maybe a guideline just so that you stay on track. You know what I'm saying? It's and I like, have my lists and all my scriptures written out. And yes. Everything. And, you know, I, anyway, it's Different so personality funny. Styles and, you know, is. people go, man, your prayer life has got to be so great together. And all this other kind of stuff. We don't pray together. We so, I know I'm blowing, I'm going to blow everything out of the water. I am going to kill every sacred cow. And we're more in love 
than we have ever been 39 years into this thing. We love being together. We have a great marriage. We just absolutely, you know, and so many times we get, you know, people try to put you in some kind of box that you got to be in. She relates to God so differently than I do that when we pray, we pray, I get mad. We get in a fight praying. We don't either. Not anymore. Because we don't pray together anymore. No, I mean, you know, we'll pray about people. We'll pray about, you know, we pray before we go to bed. We, you know, we, we do that little kind of stuff. But, man, if we're going to get into it, you know what I mean? If you can't tell, I'm a little expressive, okay? And I'm a little, you know, whatever. And, uh, and it's like I'm bugging her. We had to learn how to, how do we navigate life together? That's right. You know, yeah. when, we, when we got married, we weren't saved. That's right. So, anyways, we got... Um, Married February 25th, okay, 39 years ago. And then um, <laughs> Paul comes to church here and gets born again and comes home, and that was in June, okay. And I swore at him. I go, what happened to you? And he goes, honey, I, I, got, I went to church. I got, you know, I got born again, and tonight we're going to go to church, and we're going to get water baptized. Well, you know, I wasn't born again then yet. No, okay, let me, tell, let me just kind of... Okay, I'll let him tell the story. Like, you know, I mean, she's making this very See, these nice. are not in my notes. Okay, so Miss Potty okay. Mouth. Yeah, it's not on her notes. She's, she's ruining the whole thing. She didn't get a chance to write it down. There's not one, two, three in the story here, okay? This is like, this isn't in the story. Okay, anyway. You know. Tell us the story, No. Paul. So I was demon-possessed, and there was a guy that was witnessing to me, and I just you know, whatever. So when I came to church, I heard Pastor Dwayne preach June 24, 1984. I not only got saved, I got delivered. I literally got delivered. I remember being able to see colors and everything, and I was bummed. I walked through the threshold of the door, and she looks at me and goes, what the blank happened to you? I had a potty mouth. And yeah. I went, I'm thinking, I didn't even say anything. Usually I was in trouble because my mouth was open. Now I'm in trouble because I'm walking through the door, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, I go, I went to church today, and I got born again, and we're going to church tonight and getting baptized. And she went, what's this we blank? We, we ain't doing nothing, son, you know what I mean? And I was like, Bum. I had a little stubborn streak in me. A little bit. I can't say had because I still do sometimes. You know, and, and it, was, it was interesting because I said, I don't know about you, but I'm going to church tonight. Bum. So she came with us. Pastor Dwayne, in his wisdom, said, Paul, she's not ready. You got to wait. Two weeks later, basically, just to speed this up a little bit, she got born again. We're born again. The first sermon we hear after we're born again, Pastor Dwayne does a teaching on marriage. Divorce is not, not an, an option. option. Then he goes, just in case. You, <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I think I might have even swore in we the service. We looked at each other. We were like, "Oh, great!" Because yeah. by that time, it was hell on earth. It was. We were only married. We, were, you know, with June twenty. Well, June twenty-four. We, or, you know, we got married on February twenty-fifth. We yeah. celebrated on the wrong day. This is how cool we are. Anyways, we yeah. celebrated on the wrong day for the first three years. So we of were our heathen. Okay. Maybe burned a few. I was probably cells. stoned and don't remember uh, the the whole thing, but that's okay. But you know, it was like the first sermon we heard. Pastor Wayne goes, "Divorce is not an, an option. option." Okay, and then he makes us all stand up and he remarries us all just in case. Best thing that ever happened to it us. It is, and so we were just born again, but we knew Jesus was real. We were in love with him. I can't really talk about it without crying. It's just, I'm so in love with Jesus because of what he did for me. And we both fell in love with Jesus. And so we said, divorce can never be on the table 
It'll either be hell on earth until Jesus comes back or one of us dies, or we're going to figure this thing out. And let me tell you this, the, the only thing natural about marriage is the attraction. Right. Everything else has to be learned. Right. And if you will learn, you will build a great marriage. And like I said, we truly are opposites, but we've learned how to be one. You know, I remember praying and, you know, like if, if, if you couldn't get really hurt doing it, die doing it, you know, or somebody's, you know, whatever, it wasn't fun. You know what I mean? It wasn't a real sport if there wasn't like a little bit of like you could die doing it. My wife was fashion and merchandising. That's why she has her degree in it. And so now I'm going like, Lord, what do we do together? It's like there's nothing. She never wants to go out. She don't want to go scuba diving. She doesn't want to skydive. She doesn't want to do anything. She's boring, and Lord, help me. And, uh, and so I'm praying, Lord, we need to have a common interest. And I'm thinking, Lord, put adventure in her. The Lord said, learn to shop. Oh, Thank get behind Jesus. me, Satan, right now. It's like the devil's the in the room. Hey, he was cast out a while ago, baby. You ain't talking to me. You know what I mean? And it's like, I go, you got to be kidding me. He goes, get into her world. I went, oh. Okay, literally, literally. The <laughs> this is how sick I am, and I was back then. I literally made it into one store. One little lap around and like halfway, like not even halfway through to the, not halfway into the store. It's one of those smaller stores too, you yeah, know, yeah, like Beverly's even like, or something like, like that. You know. And I said, honey, can I go sit on a bench? And, and, and I'm, she goes, sure. So I went to the, I went, I literally went out into a bench and read a book while she shopped and I'm praying and I'm kind of reading a book and praying and I'm going, Lord, I am such a failure. <laughs> and he says, just keep trying. I am the best shopper on the face of the earth. Now. He is. He does really good. He does more than me now. We go shopping. I get everybody serving her. I said, you get it into that room. If it's not in there and she didn't try it on, I ain't buying it. I said, you better get stuff that matches and all this other kind of stuff. I said, I get everybody serving her. I said, you know, I said, here, you know what? I got 500 bucks right here that you can have if she tries it on. She don't try it on. It ain't getting. I ain't gonna buy it. Those were fun dates. Let me yeah. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. Now listen to this. She's got over a hundred thousand miles on the back of my motorcycle. I got into her world. She got into mine. She yes. won't skydive. She won't do any of that. Not scuba diving, but she will. She 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 came into my world. Because I entered into her world. That's right. That's right. And I got to tell you, I had to pray through it, man. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, that'll get you there. Because it's like, help me, Jesus. And he'll just fill you with the Holy Ghost and you'll pray in tongues. Absolutely. So if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, this marriage thing, you, you need, need the strength and yeah. the wisdom that praying in tongues does for you. And that's another teaching, but... Anyways, but hey, we're here. You know what I mean? (laughs) Listen, there's no way I could have stayed married to Colleen by my own knowledge. It's impossible. So I had to go to her father 
to find out how to love her and how to treat her. And can I just share it this way too? I mean, it's somewhere in the notes, I think, but it's like, you got to consider what God did when he made them male and female and then made them one. If I do figure her out, she changed and changes. And this is a good thing, though, because literally through your life, you will marry five different people. Literally. You know, we were... 2021 when we were married by the time we were 30 we were at least four different people because we grew in God and we grew towards each other and we're still growing you know in the in a way to have a strong marriage is this no keep going you're doing good like a triangle and here's you and you know and you start out and when you focus on the Lord you just get closer together that's right the closer you get to the Lord the closer you are to each other and I'm telling you what, if God can take two people as opposite as Colleen and I, and I'm telling you what, we are so close. We're, we're, we are our favorite people to be with, you know what I mean? And literally, you know, there, there's no human being I'd rather be with than my wife. And I agree. And that's because we learned things. And, and I think the scripture that we're going to share with you, and we're going to break this down a little bit, and if you apply these things, this is what I'll guarantee you, all your relationships will be good. And it might not make sense, but it, it will as we go through it. But, you know, James 1, 19 and 20. Go ahead, Colleen, why don't you read that? Okay, so James 1, 19 and 20 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know, you've got to be swift to hear, but you're not hearing to make your point. You have to be hearing to understand. Right. I was the king of hearing to win. Yes, he was. Because I'm quick. My brain thinks quick. I can come, you know, I had to not be sarcastic because it's not a good trait. You know what I mean? And you can come off with things quick and you can do this. I can have it. I can think on my feet really fast. And she is completely opposite. I have to think about it. And so I would literally hear to make my point and just make her go into her shell. And I was killing her. And you see, I was a fighter, and I was a fighter from just a little kid. And I was fighting to win the argument. And the Lord says, I don't want you to fight to win. I want you to fight to understand. And that radically changed everything about our marriage. How can I take that same intensity of fighting, but I am going to understand what you're thinking. I'm going to understand your viewpoint. I'm going to understand why whatever I did hurt you because it makes no sense to me. Right. And when I'll fight to understand, and this works with your friends, this works with everybody, it brought me to a place where I, I want to ask a lot of questions to be able to get clarity. Because I don't need to win. I need to understand. And even if she's wrong, if I understand, I can love her through it. Right. You know, and with that understanding, you know, there's some great books out there now. The Five Love Languages. Who has read The Five Love Languages? Okay, for those who did not raise your hand, go to Amazon, buy that book now. It will help your marriage huge. Or download it. Or download it nowadays. That's right, download it. The Audible, five Love Languages. Whatever. 
You know, because his love language is touch. My love language is acts of service. And so there was a funny story. You have to tell it because you're a good storyteller. So we're newly married, you know what I mean? We're in, newly saved. And I, I'm not even sure we were saved. Okay. We might have been. Maybe. I don't remember a lot of the unsaved life, so okay. we will assume that I was saved. There we go. Because I remember this Newly story. saved, newly married. Okay. So I get home from work, you know, whatever, and uh, I'm coming in, and, you know, we do dinner, we do something like that, and I'm, I go sit on the couch and say, hey, Colleen, why don't you come on out here and sit on the couch with me and let's talk, you know, whatever. And she goes, just a minute, and she's in there, she's cleaning things up, she's doing this, she's running downstairs doing laundry and coming back up and doing, I'm going, Colleen, why don't you, you know, come on over here and just sit down next to me and let's talk. And she's going, I'm busy, you know, and she's like doing more things and cleaning more things and all this other kind of stuff. And I look and I go, don't you love me? And she goes, I'm cleaning. And I'm going, what has that got to do with anything? A lot. <laughs> Nothing. And see, my love language is touch and quality time. Hers is acts of service. To this day, 39 years later, makes no sense to me. Zero. Why would you feel loved if I cook? Why would you feel loved if I clean? Why would you feel loved? It makes no sense to me. But I know because I'm smart, she's not going to feel loved if I don't serve, if I don't do acts of service. Right, and then I've chilled out a little bit, and so now I can go actually sit on the couch and hold his hand, and we can sit and talk and watch, you oh, know, the, yes, the island or we can. She does. She's good at it now. Okay, when I said, hey, honey, you know, can you just hold my hand when we drive or something? Okay? This was literally it. She would grab my hand and let go. I go, that's not even, that's, we're not playing tag. <laughs> I go, I want you to hold, I want you to, yeah, I want you to hold my hand here, you know what I mean? And it's like, so hilarious. Hey Amen. She's really good at it now. I'm a hugger and a toucher now, so yeah. It's yep. amazing how you're, as you grow older, your love language just changes a little bit. Your personality changes. It's yeah, all good. Yeah, she grew up. So anyways, we talked about being swift to hear and understanding. Mm -hmm. um, there was a time uh, we were in a car, we're driving, and, and we're talking about something, and then Paul said something, and I heard it wrong, or it, it, it hurt me, and I just... I get quiet. Yeah, she, she pulls in. And um, so I'm, we're going down the road, and she said, I said, honey, what did you hear when I said this? And she goes, when you said that, boom, 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 boom. I go, oh, my. I said, I am so sorry you heard that. But I said, this is what I was trying to communicate. She goes, you've got to be kidding me. You know, just because you're saying the words doesn't mean they're being received. Right. And you've got to be very aware especially with your spouse. Are they receiving what I'm saying? Am I saying it and communicating it in a, such a way that they can receive it? That's right. And being aware of that. Right. And I'm aware now, too, like sometimes I might say something or do something, and I'll see him get a straight face, and I thought, ooh, something's wrong. I said, you dishonored me when you did that. I was like, oh, I didn't mean to, you know? And so, yeah. So you just have to learn each other. The body language and the personality type, the love language, all that. 
So you have to have understanding and be swift to hear. Yeah, and just be very, you know, you got to be able to read their voice and just be able to do, you know, all those things. And First Peter 3, 7, it says, dwell with them with understanding. You know what I mean? And it's like, so there's hope. You can. <laughs> not without God. Okay, this is why you got to get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Right. But, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I hear Colleen's voice. It doesn't matter how big the room is. doesn't matter what's going on. I can tell where Colleen's at. I hear her laugh. I hear her talk. I know her voice. I can tell when she's in a conversation that I need to go to. Out in the foyer talking or something like this. I can tell by the way she's using her voice. The person wouldn't know. But I can tell when I got to go interrupt that conversation. Because I know my wife that well. I know her tone. I know everything about her voice and what she's saying and stuff like that. In fact, the other day I was teaching. I had my dog with me. And I'm training him, and he's, you know, he's laying there. He's just being a really good dog. And every She would whisper, and my dog's going like this. You know what I mean? He's looking for Colleen, and she's out there somewhere. And he's doing this. And, um, and, and it's like I'm teaching again, and I'm teaching leadership. We've got some leaders in the room and stuff like this. And all of a sudden, my dog's doing this again. And I look over at my wife, and I see her whispering to somebody. So I said, okay, everybody, watch this. I go, go find Mama. He gets up and he goes through the room and grabs her and just found her. He was so attentive to her voice, he was trying to figure out where she was at as he was laying on the floor and she was back there. She came in when he was not looking. And it's like, okay, can we be that way with our spouses? Can we just always be aware of what's going on? Can we come to the rescue? Even when they're not verbally even saying what they... You know what I mean? And this is where the Holy Spirit helps you. Do you know when to pray for your spouse? Do you know when they, you know what I mean? What do they need? And just being aware is very, very important. And I don't know how that fits into that point, but it's okay. It's awesome. It's in the notes. It's in the notes. It's all good. All right. So number one was be swift to what? Here. Oh, yeah, that fits there. And the next one Here. is being slow to speak. Um, you'll know more about your partner by asking good questions. So today, for those who are at dinner, they have these little questions on the table. Good job. Whoever put those on the table, they were great. So, yay. yay. Love those things. That was great. We were talking about some of them, and it was just really cool. You know, you're going to be slow to speak. How do I want to say this? You're going to learn more by the quality of your questions than you are by the things that you're just constantly trying to communicate. You know what I mean? And there's a lot that we want to say here. And so it's very important to be, um, again, dwelling with understanding, trying to do this, be slow to speak, especially if you're angry. You've got to be slow to speak. You know, I'm going to, can I use the pen? Absolutely. I'll throw this. Oh, I'm going to throw this at Dan. Hopefully I hit Dan. I don't. I'm Okay, I'm terrible. Okay, here. I'm going to hit Dan with this. Okay. How many of you know it's impossible impossible for me to unhit Dan? And that's the way our words are. Once they're released, you cannot get them back. And so you got to be very do not do not speak out in anger. Amen. Especially to your spouse. That doesn't mean there's not things you need to deal with, but I can deal with them. And there's been times where I said, honey, we need to talk about this. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. And this is the subject matter. I had to learn to not do it right then. 
because I'm like, let's put it on the table, let's deal with it, let's get it fixed now. She's a processor. And so I can do that and, you know, whatever. She cannot, so it's like, okay, we're going to talk about this. We need to talk about it tomorrow. I'll let you process. But at 3 o'clock, we're going to have a meeting. We're going to talk about this. Mm -hmm. That works out really good for me. It gives me time to think, put my, write down some notes, and come prepared and prayed up. <laughs> <laughs> and she will because she's going to think it through. She's going to have the darn list, you know what I mean? It's going to be awesome, and it's going to be linear, and it's going to be... 1A, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, okay. Yeah, I got it. All right, okay. The point, let's go on. Let's go out to eat. Let's do something. You know, And but it's okay because I want to know what she's thinking. And she thinks linearly. She thinks this way. And if there's something I said or something I did, I want to know about it. We need to talk about it, but we can't talk about it in anger or with that because you got to get your heart to the place where it's ready to express the wound that's there because we wound each other. Yes, we do. We're opposites. God made women think different than men. And I remember the day going and the Lord saying, you need to learn to value her because I made her. And she is one with you. And so when you're not valuing her, you're not valuing yourself. Oh, that's good stuff. That was not in the notes, but that's good. <laughs> but it is true. It was in God's notes. That's Amen. Good. You know what that's I mean? Good. And it's like, you know, and, and, and I had to go, she's not just here to serve me. She's not here to, you know, whatever. This marriage, we're literally one, and I am valuable. I'm better. I am more complete with her. And so I can't despise when she comes off with these girly thoughts that are just different than mine or this linear process about something, it's like, you know, I'm a, th I'm a dreamer, I'm a thinker, I'm a visionary. The details are meant for other people. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I can do it. I want to die, but, I mean, we can do it, and I've done it, and you have to do it. You know what I mean? That's life and things like that. And so... So being slow to speak. Slow to speak. I've got a woman on my staff, and I'm telling you what, this girl comes off with some of the most creative stuff. She is awesome and stuff like this. But right in the middle of staff meeting, I'll go. And she's going. <laughs> she goes, okay. You know, she, she understands. She actually understands her gift. Her gift is that creative thing. She is like, boom, she's a mile a minute. You know what I mean? She is just going with stuff like this. But she's also mature enough that when I go, it's not time for you to talk. She just, you might be more of the expressive one in the relationship and all this other kind of stuff, but there's going to be times where the Holy Spirit's going to go, your spouse needs to talk. And you need to draw it out of them. I had to learn to ask Colleen questions to draw out of her the life that God gave her and the wisdom that God gave her and things like that because she would just be quiet. We would go, we would go places and I'd go, where is Colleen? She's off in a corner reading a book somewhere. Because that's her. And so we, you know, we both grew through that, you know, and whatever. But so I had to learn to ask her questions and, you know, not to do anything in anger. You got to be slow when it's come to that. You can't speak in anger. You can't take those words back. 
So gather your, you know, gather your thoughts, check your motives, and don't unleash your emotions with your words. Because in Proverbs 18.21, it says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Amen. Amen. And I remember, um, like, within the first few months of being born again um, with Pastor Dwayne's marriage series, um, someone suggested uh, for Paul and I to read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, the love chapter. They go read it every day, confess it over each other and yourself, and learn to love. So every, every night for a very long time, and I'm talking like maybe a couple years, mm-hmm. I would go, Colleen, I suffer long, and I am kind. I do not envy. I do not parade myself. I'm not puffed up. You know what I mean? And she would do the same thing. Can I share with you, when we first did that, I felt like the biggest liar. I don't suffer long. I'm not kind. You know, and, 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 but you'll be amazed at how you will become what the words coming out of your mouth are. Amen. And you're always going to be growing on it because that is the perfection of God's love that it's talking about there. You know what I mean? You can't measure yourself and go, no, you're going to, trust me, you're growing, you're going to continue to grow, you're growing all the time, you will never stop. And if you do stop, you're dead. Yep. And our words need to be grace-filled. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. So be slow to speak. Yeah, in anger, basically. Mm -hmm. Tell each other you love each other a lot. Yes. Point out good things a lot. Yes. Be honest with kindness. But here's the deal. You're stuck together. Make it work. Yeah. We were literally almost divorced by the time we got born again. We knew nothing about marriage. We didn't have good examples as uh, our parents. You know, um, my, my dad taught me how to outrun the police. <laughs> Little things like that that are very useful in life, but not really great in relationship, all right? You know what I'm saying? Fight to win. There is no such thing as fair. Okay, you know, little things like that that help you out in life. They actually did save my life a couple times. A little street smart there. they don't help you in marriage. And so, you know, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And what do you think grace is? Grace is God's life. I'm going to pull out and I'm going to put in what God has created her to be. The only way I can be a good leader is if she becomes exactly who God created her to be. If she doesn't feel free to be who God created her to be, then I have a leadership problem in my home. I'm not serving her the way Christ did the church then. I'm not protecting her the way Christ does the church. She has to be able to come who God created her to be. And when he treats me this way, it makes me feel full, Mm -hmm. and then thus I'm able to honor him and fill his love tank Mm -hmm. with honor 
And we've got this thing that we try to outdo each other with mm -hmm. kindness. Mm -hmm. Even the small little things, like, I mean, everybody brushes their teeth in the morning, right? So when I put toothpaste on my toothbrush, I put some on his as well. So we just try to outdo each other in the small little things, just so he knows that I love him. Yeah, and I make sure I get up early to make her breakfast. And coffee. And coffee, so that she can just, you know, not have to, you know, be rushing around or doing whatever and I love to cook so it's like hey I'm gonna make breakfast I'm gonna make coffee boom then we're gonna sit down and listen to teaching in our morning every morning we eat breakfast listen to teaching I record teachings from all kinds of different ministers why we're gonna start our day with the Word of God that way yeah serving each other loving each other pulling you know pulling the good out Giving grace, God's divine ability, God's divine impart, impart to people, and especially to your spouse. That's slow to wrath. Slow to wrath. You know, there's situations that are very grievous and and absolutely need to be addressed. You know, and and very rarely can you address those things in the moment. Someone had an affair. Someone's a drug addict, or you know, doing whatever. And there's a one of our one of our young people. We, we you know we just call it. She's basically one of our spiritual daughters, and she's growing up in the church and doing all this other kind of stuff. But her husband had a drug problem, and you know, and when she and she would just get on his case and just be yelling at him and just doing all this other kind of stuff. Boom, you know. And she just came to the point where it's just like you know, arguing with somebody when they're drunk or stoned, they don't even remember it. It goes nowhere. So she would address it after he was sober and go, hey, last night, you know, and they would dialogue about it and all these uptight things. You know, it's unfortunate that she did this for 10 years and then it ended up in a divorce. But what she did is she gave every opportunity that when he was sober, when he could, you know, and she learned, I can't nag, I can't, you know, during an infraction, it's, I mean, or, you know, any kind of sin like that, it's not the time to blow up and unleash those words. But there needs to be a conversation. Right. And it can't wait too long. And so it, it's not comfortable having to do confrontation. If you like confrontation, you need counseling. But if you love the person, you will do it quickly. Amen. See, I want to know when I do something wrong because I don't want to hurt Colleen. And I actually look at it as thank you. Thank you for pointing that out to me because I don't want to hurt you and I don't want you to feel anything but loved right. and valued. Then it's a good question to ask each other. Do you feel loved and valued? Are there things that I do that make you feel that way? Are there things that I can do to just really help that out? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and just phrase the question according to where you're at in your relationship and all this other kind of stuff because you just, you don't, uh, and if somebody asks you, please don't give them a 10-point list with 10A, okay, and B, and, you know, things like that. You know what I mean? One time I asked, and Colleen just kind of laid it out on me. I'm going like, wow, I suck as a husband. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have used that word. But anyway, bam. 
Yeah. So, James 1, 19 through 20. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to, slow to, and slow to wrath. wrath. You know, you guys are getting remarried from what I understand. What a cool thing. That is awesome. It God's good. Really good friends of ours. They they the same thing. They they got divorced. Actually led him to the Lord. And she got born again at the church as well. Got remarried and have just the greatest marriage ever. They're mm -hmm. just a great couple in the church. They're just doing really great and it's really awesome. We've seen that many times mm -hmm. where people come back together. Man, what the, you know, the grace of God. Amen. You know, how cool is that? It's a great Very cool. <laughs> Bad story that I'm not going to tell. Oh, yeah. Amen, you know. <laughs> All right. And so practice these things because the only thing natural about marriage is the attraction. Everything else is going to be work. And understand that you're going to hurt each other's feelings on the way. You're going to have things that you're going to do that are going to be irritating. Irritating. There's probably even personality things that are just going to bug you. They just will. But when I look at her as a gift, you know, God says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Mark, if I start teaching on faith, we're going to go until eons into the morning, and we're going to stop right now. Is that the clock? Yeah. Okay, we're going to stop right now. But it's like I learned that, and I remember, you know, I didn't have feelings for Colleen. I mean, we were married. You know, I loved her, but there was nothing. You know, we didn't have a relationship. We just, there was nothing there. And I remember going, okay, I've got to, I've got to create this with my confession then. And I and I'd be at work, and the guys were going, "Hey, you know, we're going to go out to eat after work. You want to come? You know, whatever." And I go, "No, I'm going to go home and be with my wife. I love being with my wife. She's my favorite person in the whole world." I was lying through my teeth. She was not that person to me in my emotions. There was not that I didn't want to be with her because we were going to fight. It wasn't going to be fun. But I knew if I didn't change my confession. It would never happen. Right. And then I already made a commitment. It'd be hell on earth until Jesus came. So I got to fix it. Mark eleven twenty three says, you say on this mountain, be removed, cast and seen. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe things you'll say. You'll have whatever you say. You know what I mean? Lined up with God's will. It's God's will that this marriage will be, you know, a good thing. And so I can do that. And I'm going to confess that I love her and I can't wait to be with her. She's my favorite person. This year, 39 years, I can tell you, there's nobody I'd rather be with. I love her more than any human being on the face of the earth. And we got what we created with our mouth. Amen. And so can you. So what are you creating? Can I just put it this way? Because it's true. The words you've been using are framing your life. Your words today will frame your tomorrow. What are you creating? I was just say I'm quick, bright, sharp, good-looking, very rich, and a major blessing. I'm married to the best person in the whole world, and whatever else. Amen. Good deal. Our time is up. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Appreciate you, Pastor Tim. I'll take both of them.
All right, here. We <laughs> yes. Come on. Uh, I think what I learned is that if I want my wife to ride on a motorcycle, I just need to go shopping. Enough <laughs> said. You know, there were, there were, okay, I think the third point, like, be slow to anger or slow to wrath. I think all of us need to always keep that at the forefront. But those other things, I think every one of us could probably say, man, I should either, like, I need to really grab onto one of those, the quick to listen or the slow to speak. And I just want to sit for a second, and I just want you to ask God, Holy Spirit, which one of those do I need to walk out of here with? So I'm just going to sit for a second, and I want each of us individually, you're not going to share this with anyone, but Lord, do I, need to, do I need to work on being quicker to listen, or do I need to work on being quicker to, or slower to speak? I'm just going to pray over us. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have an incredible vision for our marriage. And Lord, yeah, we've been painting and framing our tomorrow with our words, but you have maybe a different frame for that. So we choose to agree with the frame that you have for our marriage, that our marriage will be amazing, that our marriage is a gift, that our spouse is a gift, Lord, that you purpose to act in and through our marriage, that our marriage will impact the world for your kingdom, that our marriage is healthy and our marriage is strong. So Jesus, we thank you for this in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on. That was good, right? Woo. Woo. Uh, this month, as a church, we're really we're really focusing on and diving into how God wants us to walk in healing. And I've got I've got two copies. This is our resource of the month, and I, I bring this to you because we don't want to just. Uh, I'll say it this way: We're never going to go to bed one day and say I accidentally grew in the Lord, right? Like, oh darn, I accidentally no. Growing in the Lord takes intentionality and takes purpose. And we as a church want to make and, and show you there are things that you could do to help with that. And one of the things we do is we put out a resource of the month every month. This month, it's T.L. Osborne Healing the Sick. And uh, I, I want to I just say, and I'm not going to ask if it's you. I'm not going to ask if it's someone you know. Or is there anyone in here where you would just say, man, I just have seen a lot of people around me that are dealing with just not feeling well. And it's been on my heart to be able to pray for them and to be able to minister to them. Is there anyone that says, like, I've just been, okay, here you go. So you can have one of those. And then um, way in the back, there's another hand. Tell you what, uh, I'm going to bring this to you in a second. But in order for me to come back there, i got to give the microphone away. So I'm going to invite Nikki to come up, and she's going to close the service. I think it's starting to be one of my favorite things to get the microphone at the end of the night. I like to experiment with how many dumb things I can say when I'm up here. Okay, not dumb things. Funny things. That's the right word is funny things. Um, so 
We always want to make sure we provide an opportunity for tithes and offerings. If you want to partner with Married Life to support the ministry, um, all of that's going to go and be sewn right back into this house, allowing us to do lots of fun things and also being able to pour out that support to other couples that might be in a spot where they just need to receive an extra special blessing. Um, and it's so much fun when we get to walk up to a couple and say, hey, someone wants to bless you and just pour that out on them and to see how that impacts is just really, really awesome. So there's three ways to give. Those should be on the screen. You can do that. Um, if you need coaching through the text res to give, I can help with that. Um, camping. I think Tim, Tim mentioned it earlier or Rachel mentioned it. Camping for the full five nights is sold out, but we do have a handful of one and two night spots that are available. So if you are interested in going on the camping trip and you're like, I don't want to do four nights, but two nights sounds great. Um, the QR code is on our slide in the back. If you scan that, it will show you the exact dates and sites that are available for one and two night spots. I will tell you that we have two spots that have two consecutive nights. The rest of them are single night stops. Our goal is to have that entire trip booked with our Res Life families building up this married life community. So if you have any questions about that, come and let me know. Um, and what else? Oh, these cutie little things that are sitting on your little tables. There are cute little bags that have Hershey's Kisses in them. Inside, there is a little pink piece of paper. It was supposed to be red, but it's pink. Um, it's called the Kiss Challenge. This is something that my husband actually um, developed for our marriage when we moved back from Oklahoma, and we were like, broker than broker is broke. We had a six-month-old baby and two dogs and a budget of $40 a week for groceries and all of those things. So there was no such thing as going on dates or getting babysitters. So he came up with this really creative way. He picked up a $2 bag of Hershey's Kisses, and he would find random places throughout the house to leave those kisses. And every single time I found one, it would make me smile and just reminded me that no matter where my husband's at, he's thinking about me and loving on me. I mean, he would do them in some of the weirdest spots. I would find them in my shoes. I would find them in the dog's food dish. <laughs> and it says a kiss in the shower because I literally did find some in the shower, actually. <laughs> so it's just a fun way to just add in a level of playfulness in your marriage because especially when there are seasons of challenge and frustration, that extra element of fun breaks down those barriers and opens up doors for conversation, communication, and intimacy. Last thing that I want to end with is if you have kiddos in res kids age, so eight years old, going into the third grade, or um, just finishing up fifth grade, we have the res kids kids camp will be opening up on Saturday. So if you're kind of eyeballing that, not Saturday, wait, what date is it? Guys, I'm a week behind. It's open already, so please... Please, if you have kiddos that want to go to kids camp, register for that. And Tim and Rachel would love to participate or partner with any of you in prayer. If you have something going on that you want to talk through, pray through, you can come and snag them afterwards. I'm also available. Um, and all of the tissues, you can leave them right where they're at. I can't wait to go through and pick them up. And I'm so thankful for every single one of you that came tonight. Have a great night. And do not forget to pick up your beautiful children if they're in kids services. <laughs>